Have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue horn moon? That was a fucking song that was in my head this morning when I woke up. I can't tell what that is based off of your amazing rendition. <laughs> That's weird. It's a Disney song. Can you sing with all the colors? Oh, is that Pocahontas? <laughs> I think so. That's a great tune, man. It is Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Underdogs. As always, I am David Patrick Fleming, and with me is Jacob Eamon. Jacob, don't you hate when uh, a baseball game gets in the way of a good TD advertisement? Oh my god! Don't, <laughs> oh, dude. don't 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 you just don't you just don't you just wish that they'd put green screen on the players and so that they could just say TD and I wouldn't have to watch all this pitching and throwing when I'm really trying to focus on what to do with all the money I've lost and, and how much I love TD. Don't you hate that? Couldn't they just get a couple of bigger ones? Why do they have to have so many tiny TDs? <laughs> it was so fucking weird. What do you think? Like 19, 20, they paid for an even 20 TD advertisements logos behind there. Yeah, guys, we can get a deal if the TDs are just two feet wide, and it's actually better to buy thirty of them than it is to just buy one massive TD sign. So we're gonna do thirty of them. Like, does TD have no- nothing else to offer other than just their their logo? Do they only have a message or like a picture no. or like anything more pleasing to look at than just thirty TDs behind the batter? Let's take a break to talk about TD. TD, 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 <laughs> Toronto Dominion, TD. <laughs> this game is brought to you by TD, and the last pitch was brought to you by TD. The next pitch coming into the hitter is also brought to you by TD. Did the camera angle of the pitcher and the hitter seem weird yeah. to you? Did it seem too close, or did it seem like it, it's different for sure? I think they're trying to miss out on the the seats or something, but uh, it was it was too close for me. I, the the problem is is it's it's not high enough. So like at Rogers Center, most most outfields in a major league park, there's a row of seats and they're up on like the 200 level. Um, they've probably built some sort of tower, I'm guessing, in behind the outfield fence, and it's not quite high enough to give you the same angle that we're used to. So, you've like uh, at, at times you've got the runner at second leading, uh, taking his his lead off, or you've got Bo Bichette or Kevin Biggio standing right in between the pitcher and the batter. It's 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 not great, but it does give you, I guess, a little bit of extra information. You're seeing a bit of the defense setting up. You might see a the ball come right at him. I don't know. There's, there's, it's, it's not great, but uh, I, I did remark on that as well. Uh, just to go back a bit here, the Blue Jays had their uh, official home opener in Buffalo last night in Salem Field. They won five to four in extra innings, wearing their new powder blue uniforms. Do you like those? What did you think of those? No, I don't. I really want to. I, I really want to like them, and I think, I think maybe I could like them if they were pullovers. Why did we? Why do we insist on having buttons? 
Can't we get the pullover? I just want the I want the Blue Jays logo a bit bigger, and I want it in the middle of the chest. I don't want it like down on their like side of their guts, you know, kind of hanging over where <laughs> where Vlad spills out of the side. I don't need that. I knew as soon as you said the word guts, you were going to say something about Vlad. I was like, here it comes. He just self-tossed it to himself <laughs> and quacka. Um, what do you I think, think of them? Well, you need the buttons because um, I don't know. It, it's not quite like I want to like them. I do. I sit there and I, and I try to convince myself that I like them. And then I even I even just create that as my narrative. I like these, but there's some part of me that doesn't no. like them. It's... Uh, in terms of the buttons, though, I think that you know when you hit a when you hit a walk off dinger in times where we're allowed to touch each other, you just tear that that fucker right from the center off, and it's easier to to get off. And I'm not saying that's the reason for the buttons, it's not worth but it, it is something that uh, <laughs> there's got to be something that they don't like about the pullovers. I think the pullovers would expose the gut far more than uh, the buttons. Down well, it's the also harder for them, I'm guessing, to expose their like seven chains that they're wearing, unbutton their jersey all the way down to their <laughs> sternum. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't like them. You know what the jerseys kind of look like? It's like they fucked up on laundry day. They tossed in the whites with the blues. The blues were brand new, and they <laughs> yeah, just like that is what it stained like. the whites. You're like, is this? It's not quite the right color. That's exactly what I did yesterday before I had to go to work. I had two brand new white polo shirts, and I put them in with new navy blue jeans, mm. and I fucked them up. And that's such a, a good point. That's exactly what that looks like. It's not quite the blue you want. It looks like a mistake. Yeah, yeah it's just something something a little off about it. It doesn't even look like the... Maybe it is the exact same powder blues that all the other teams have, but it, it looks a bit like greeny or something, a bit neon. It's not, it's not clean. Mm -hmm. It's not a clean look to me. Did you ever go through a phase as a teen or a younger man where you wore chains? Um, I've gone through a fairly long part in my life wearing a necklace, but not a chain. I have, I, I, and I haven't worn it for a while because it's been broken. And then for a while, I mean a couple of years, I broke the chain. And, you know, there's on, only so many times that other people in my life can get me a new chain for the necklace that I love wearing. But yeah, I wore a Thor's Hammer Mjolnir necklace that I got in Iceland or maybe my grandparents from Iceland gave to me. It gave me the power of Thor's hammer, and uh, my life has gone downhill since I stopped wearing it. But not a chain. Not a, like a big chain or anything like that. Well, I mean, big chain is really... Like, if you, you have to be able to afford it. I, I went through a chain phase for sure growing up in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. That was... You go to the mall. Yeah. You go to the jewelry shop at the mall, and you'd be like, ah, hundred bucks for a chain, maybe two hundred bucks. And I, I think the most I ever spent on a chain was like three hundred. But I used to wear, I used to wear chains for sure. I had two earrings and a chain. So every time I see these baseball players wearing these chains, it just takes me back to living in Nova Scotia, and it's it's not good. If I it's, if I had a club. You know, uh, you know, kind of like a Yankees rule where they can't have beards or have their names on their jerseys. I would instill a no chain rule. No guys are allowed to wear chains. Wow. You can wear a thin necklace; it stays under the jersey. But there's going to be a weight restriction. I, I could be totally wrong about this. I've never played professional baseball, but I don't understand how. Wearing a chain that flies around like that, that has weight, when you're swinging, 
how there isn't a part of that that makes you worse. I want guys to be freed up. I want, I want, uh, I want clean. I want, I want them to be basically feeling as close as they can to naked. I think it's a swag thing. I think it's like, look what I can afford. This is my chain. I think it's also, you know, if you got a chain and you had a good week at the plate, then you're just going to keep wearing that chain because it's a lucky chain. I don't think it has to do with the practicality of playing baseball. There's no way it adds anything to to playing the actual game of baseball. No, it doesn't. But I I am convinced that it does hinder, that there is a negative aspect to it, and I want to free them up. I, I would have a no-chains rule, just saying it right now. Well, you'd never sign any good free agents because they all wear chains. Well, we'd start winning without the chains, and then everyone would want to come, and they'd be like, all right, I can give up the chain just like I gave up my beard to play on the Yanks. Um, oh, did you see the montage, the like opening day video? Did you see that? No, because I couldn't watch the game live. So by the time the the actual replay cuts in, you see a little bit of the the anthem, but I I don't think there was any montage that I saw. Check it out on Twitter. It's it's got to be one of the worst things you've ever seen. I, I, there's not a whole lot to say about it. <laughs> Why? It's it's so corny. It, the music like you, you know like you're gonna have this kind of epic music it's all they've they're coming together the last time that we played that we were together was september or like and it's like and then it's got all these fan videos but the the music that they've selected seems like it was written by like an 18 year old on fruity loops in a basement like trying to to make a a movie epic score or something it's terrible there's there's no heart to it. You see right through it. It's corny as hell. Take a look if you haven't seen it. Maybe I'm jaded, but I, I was... Well, since you've sold it so well, we'll all go see it right now. It was worse than seeing Joe Panic in the lineup playing DH. So I have to uh, call myself out because I made a fairly substantial prediction yesterday about the kind of night that Vladdy would have. I believe I said four for five. I definitely said dinger. Yep. And uh, I will say that the Marlins were on my side. They gave him every opportunity to have a massive night. The amount of fastballs thigh high on the inner half of the plate that Vladdy got in that game is ridiculous. Those are pitches that he should fucking mash. And he's just a little bit off. I mean, it, something's off about what he's trying to do, but I guess the the upsides are that he's not a guy who strikes out. He'll always make contact. He will always blast that thing right into the dirt. But my God, it was those kind of pitches. Like when I'm watching those on on the screen and I see the pitch come in, I go, oh, oh, and then it's just nothing. He's just not... He's not squaring them up with any kind of lift, and it's so frustrating. They should have killed that pitcher. They should have fucking scored 10 runs off that guy. He, How many mistakes did he have over the middle of the plate at, at, at a velocity of anywhere from 91 to 93? They should have fucking mashed him. Yeah. And the amount of, I don't know, what the, were they were change-up or, or sliders or something? I think they were sliders that weren't sliding at all in like the upper third of the plate, just spinning around, coming in, floating. Uh, it, it, it was pretty brutal. But Bobichette came through. It, it, he looked like a... 
Yeah, I mean, he looked like a, a position player who just threw a little bit harder than a normal position player. Like, he, he didn't look like he was offering anything that, and maybe that's what's tough about it. Maybe you're used to a certain level of pitching, and then somebody comes in and they're shitty, and it kind of throws you off. You're like, oh, I'm, we're all going to fucking go to town on this guy. We're going to go to town, and then you're just a little bit off in your approach. Maybe, maybe that's an element of it, but the fact that you know you only get that amount of runs off that guy is, is not good. To jump forth to another thought I had about that, because uh, Anthony Bass comes in in the bottom of the ninth and he blows this save opportunity. And there's been some people that are like, oh, why didn't you take Bass out? And I completely disagree with that. But I also thought about th- just the logistics of being at Salem Field where the bullpen's along the, the outfield grass. So you can hear it. Do you know what I mean? You can hear somebody warming up. You're like... And so you know, oh, somebody doesn't believe in me. Oh, somebody doesn't trust me. And here I am in this situation where I haven't let up a run yet this year, and I can hear them warming up this guy on the sidelines. And I started to think about that in terms of just other jobs. Like, that's a very difficult thing to deal with. Could you imagine if you were in a play and, like, say you're playing Hamlet, and it was theater was the way where it's like, if you're not, if you're not bringing it that night, they'll bring in somebody else to play Hamlet. You're live on stage. You've got an audience watching you you and then off in the wings you can just hear this other actor being like to be or not to be that is the question whether it is noble in the mind and you're like oh shit they're thinking about bringing in another hamlet there's no way that wouldn't affect you i think you have to actually be extra careful with what you do to your relievers in a situation where you've got the bullpen right fucking there ah no that doesn't make any sense yeah i mean yeah of course you're gonna be why doesn't that make any sense so you think they should have taken That's out not, Bass? That think- is not what I'm saying. What I have, what I have, what I'm taking issue with is this world in which actors are taken out at the same rate that pitchers are. Like, if 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 I'm in a play at a theater where they just put in new actors to take over roles every single game, multiple times a game, then all right, that's the way it is. A pitcher, a pitcher gets taken out every time. People don't work that way. People don't go, this is just the way it is and I have no feelings about it. He's in a moment where he's all ramped up, trying to close a game, trying to get a save. He's aware that his location is struggling. and But you want to endow him with the confidence that you're going to stick with him because he's been so good. He hadn't let up a run yet this year. Just like if you were on stage, you're all ramped up trying to pretend that your dad died and you're being fucked with by your uncle. Um, you wouldn't want to hear anything like that that's going to put you in your head or make you doubt yourself. These are still human beings, regardless of how frequently it happens. Um, okay. I'll, I'll go along with that. But <laughs> I, I don't think he... Well, okay, I don't, I don't want to bring this up because he blew the save. But you watch the games and you see the guys, and at what point do you remove, do you move Romano to the ninth? Do you let Bass uh, potentially blow one more after this, or do you make the move yesterday? That's what I would do, and it's nothing against Bass. I like uh, I like Bass a lot, but if the psycho Romano wasn't on the team, I wouldn't suggest someone else taking over. But uh, because Bass has been great, Romano's thrown a no hitter. 
He's got nine innings pitched, no hits. He's thrown a no-hitter, a sparse no-hitter. <laughs> I want the I want his personality in the ninth. Bass just feels sort of unremarkable to me. You know, he's non-threatening, and I know it's it's about the ball that's coming out of the hand and not just the man, but it's Ken Giles' job anyway, so we don't owe Bass. Let's 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 give Romano a shot because he's scary and I want him there. He looks amazing. I, I fully agree with that. I'd love to see them move Romano into the closer role. I mean, it is a tough thing to just say, get Bass out of there. He blew one save. I mean, you're going to blow a save. You're going to let up a dinger. That's not really what it is. I would have said move Romano into the closer role like two weeks yeah, ago exactly. when Bass hadn't let up any It's runs. not because he blew the save. I've just watched both pitchers. It's got nothing to do with the saves. I just want that guy. I want Romano there. Bass has been amazing. He's been great. Let's put him in the eighth. So you were fine with them. Would you have taken Bass out before he let up the the dinger? How are you going to do that? Who are you going to bring in? You want you want to bring Cole in there? Exactly, man. They look like they went into a, a Dartmouth, Nova Scotia bar at 2 a.m. and just pointed at him and like, hey, do you want to pitch? That's what Cole looks like to me. I was like, is he a baseball player? <laughs> just some dude that they got from a pub? That was the most exciting extra innings I've watched this season. This season. Yeah. I And it, it's the first, I, it, you know, and it's also, it went really successfully for the Blue Jays. But I, I, it, it was the most exciting game for me this season. I enjoyed the game from start to finish. There wasn't, you know, there was a, there was enough runs that happened where I could feel just sort of comfortable, you know, and especially being up by a couple of runs for what I seemed like the first time this season. I was like, oh, baseball, like a time when you feel like you're winning for a little while. And then it was so dramatic when the, they tied the game up and then it went into extras. But I had already had enough of a game at that point to feel satisfied not just being like 0-0 going into extras and be like, what? It did feel really important to me that they won their first game in Buffalo mm -hmm. to me. And I know that's, you know, just a like a romantic idea, but it, it felt like it was important that they, they're put in this situation. Their home field is now Salem Field in Buffalo. They're trying to make the best of it, you know, get a little, get a little streak going, you know, take that first game, make it feel like you're home. You know, like start to associate that field with winning. Absolutely. But then you also think about it like if you were a Marlins fan and everything that they've been through and then you tie the game up there in the ninth with that home run and then you end up losing the game. I imagine as a Marlins fan, that is such a frustrating loss. Yeah, but you can't have that high of expectations for the for the Marlins, especially these Marlins. But man, seeing <laughs> I know that's that's a rough team, man. Seeing Don Mattingly working the whole field there in extra innings, bringing in doing the switches, bringing in the infield, having a, a sixth infielder, it, you could just feel these like years and years of baseball experience like running through his head, going out through his hands, pointing where to go. It was it it was he's just it was really cool to watch him to watch him do that. He's He's such a cool cat in general. Totally. Years and years of baseball experience, but he wears his mask like a toddler. I can't even, I couldn't even, I, his I had nose to down. look away. He's got it, but he's got the straps on the bottom of his neck. Like they have to go, one goes above the ears, like you pull it back in a normal way. 
why is nobody telling him that? Or why does he need to wear it like that? It's actually, I actually did have to look away every time that they put the camera on him because I found that such to be so maddening the way that he wears his he mask. He finds it uncomfortable that way. Seems like a, a guy that you would meet in a beach bar in Florida or something. Like he's still got his like long player hair. He's got, you see how the amount of bracelets that he's wearing on his wrist, like this kind of like hippie, like sort of hippie Florida guy that owns a yacht and walks into the bar with like an open shirt and his like bronze brown belly hanging out and gets a Mai Tai or something to sit at the bar. And I, I just, I don't know what it is about that guy. I love him. The Marlins in general, like it's a, it's a movie story team right now. Like Cervelli's home run, I, I couldn't even get mad i i was just so taken with the amount of joy it was infectious that he had there was nothing like bragging about it, it was like a kid hitting his first or like a home run that this kid is oh. not supposed to hit he's going around he's got his hands in the air it's it's really fun they're a fun team i really like them i agree with his celebration that even though it was in some way demonstrative it it, it was still humble yeah and it was still like you're you're not gonna like they're not gonna throw at him tonight if he's at the plate. You know what I mean? Like it was it was just like a great moment for him, and I'm sure the team after this season that they've been through that for sure in a lot of ways has been a nightmare. And he's this veteran on the team, ties the game up with a big dinger in the bottom of the ninth. I thought that was a great moment as well. I, it didn't make me mad at all. But I also, I was watching it knowing that the Blue Jays won anyway, so that definitely affects right. that. But. What did you think about seeing Joe Panic in the lineup, uh, playing DH for the first time in his life, batting, I don't know what what it is, some something well under 200? Because you hear later in the game that uh, Charlie Montoya wanted to give Rowdy a uh, uh, a bit of time off because he's been struggling to help him help him get better. How is more time off going to help Rowdy Telez get better at hitting a baseball? It makes me feel like something's going on with Rowdy. Maybe he's voicing some displeasure um, behind the scenes. Maybe um, it's been going on since Vladdy moved to first and he knew that his time would be compromised and maybe his agents call in the management trying to get a trade or something like that i don't know these are just this is all just speculation but there's something about rowdy's body language that suggests to me that he's unhappy and if he is unhappy how is that affecting his spot in the roster because it seems ridiculous to me that you would put joe panic in at dh when there's one thing that joe panic can't do is hit and you would have a guy like rowdy telez on the bench who it you would imagine would be in your interest to get going and get into a rhythm because when he does, he can get quite streaky and be of a benefit to your team. So for me, it just seems like something's going on behind the scenes with Rowdy that we're just not privy to. That's just a guess though. I don't know. Obviously. It's, it's really frustrating, especially when you kind of believe Charlie Montoyo when he says he doesn't want a guy like Joe Panic sitting for too long. And you just kind of snarl. You're like, why? Why not? Let him let him sit for as long yeah. as we need. Let's try to get Rowdy going. Joe Panic's lucky to be in the big leagues. Yeah. I, I totally agree. It, I don't understand. Like, there's been a couple times when Joe Panic's been in the lineup now, and I, and I don't understand it. So, and it's just something 
something doesn't smell right. Like that's why something seems like it's going on behind the scenes. Like maybe there's some conflict or some problems and we could only guess to what they are, but I feel like every time you see Joe panic in the starting lineup, you can sort of assume that um, there's some problems. Did you see, did you see Bo Bichette's no look throw to first? And it's not quite no look, but that did you know? <laughs> Basically he made a great catch on a ball that was deep in the pocket, and then he just, he basically flipped up to his feet, barely looking at first base, and just hucks it as hard as he can. The ball sails like, I don't know, 15 feet wide of first base. It doesn't go out of... I saw the throw. No, he wasn't looking. He, well, he, he it looked like he wasn't looking live, but you see the replay. He does catch a glimpse of where he's throwing to, but... Uh, I just don't understand why he's making that throw. He's so lucky that that ball didn't go out of bounds. It was so close to, and giving an extra base to that guy. Like, you made it a nice catch. Hold the ball. You see that he's gonna make it to first. No need like to s fucking spray and pray and hope that it's somewhere near the first base. Like, <laughs> then then he laughs about it after he does. He's kind of like, ha, ah, wow, man, uh, that was that wasn't very good, I guess. And then makes an error, like a play later. I will say about Bo's laughing, I know that it's frustrating because I've noticed that too. I think his laughing comes from embarrassment, though, and not from not caring. I think he sort of laughs when he's embarrassed because every time he laughs, it's sort of after he's done something that's maybe a little bit ill-informed for him to do, like either swinging at a pitch too hard, swinging at a pitch out of the zone, making a questionable play on the field, and he sort of has this kind of smirk or laugh on his face and I, I feel like it's like when a, a kid's in trouble and they kind of laugh and it's not necessarily that they find it funny it's that they're uncomfortable yeah yeah you're probably right about that it it it, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way when I saw it and then he makes the error afterwards and you're like yeah man get your head in the game stop stop laughing think about what you did wrong and do it better next time <laughs> Which is probably exactly what his father says to him when he sees him laughing like that. Well, we'll never know because there's there's still no Dante Bichette hitting whisper anywhere in that bench that I can find. I haven't heard back from Ben Nicholson-Smith yet. I don't know if he's doing some digging for me or not. Hope so. Every now and then their trainer, who's also a larger man and bald, um, will trick your eye and you'll be yep. like, there he is. And it's not him. It's though. not him. The highlight of the game for me yesterday, seeing the clips of Vlad doing infield drills with that sweet Blue Jays bucket hat on his head. It was the swaggiest look I've ever seen him have. He's he's looks like a don of a mafia with that bucket hat on, sauntering around the infield. Oh, I gotta! I want one of those Blue Jays bucket hats now, and I wish that he could wear that on the field just like that's what he wore everyone else wears regular baseball hats and he wears a bucket hat <laughs> i can't think of a hat that i hate more than a bucket hat i hate bucket hats so much i hate the way they look i hate the way that i think about somebody when they're wearing one i i, I just i can't i can't get behind the bucket hat. even when vlad's wearing it like the way he was so relaxed so so much swag. Hey man, Vladdy's relaxed. He's nothing if not relaxed. He certainly doesn't come across like a guy who's too stressed or tense about 
anything that's going on. I don't know if that's just the way that he chooses to react to uh, all the things that are coming at him, but a bucket hat makes sense by the way that you see him in the dugout and when you see him on the field. He's he's very playful. He seems very friendly. He loves having a laugh. I would just love seeing him have a trot around the bases after he smacks a dinger because that wind is blowing hard in left field, it looks like, in Salem Field. Looks like it's all set up for him to achieve. The Marlins tried to help him out by giving him BP fastballs, and it's either a matter of time or it's just going to start to spiral down again. Well, we'll see tonight. we got Nate Pearson on the mound, right? Big Nate. Yeah, I'm excited to see him pitch. I want to see that velocity start to tick up and, uh, you know, keep this little winning streak going because, I, I don't know, man, they still got a shot, and I'm excited to see how they react to being in this field. Yeah, and you got to imagine that Nate's massive velocity is going to play up even more with all of these replacement replacement players, guys like Cervelli, who, who, who played in the big leagues in, like, 2005 and stuff. They haven't seen this kind of velocity on the regular basis and... <laughs> years so uh, we got to see him dominate tonight i think uh we shall see and we'll be back at it tomorrow have a good wednesday everybody